We have two more very short readings from the Bible today from God's Word. The first is Proverbs 4.23, which is another one that you may know. Keep your heart, says here, with vigilance. Some say guard your heart. From it flows the spring of life. The other is from the Gospel of Matthew in the sixth verse, sixth chapter, the twenty-first verse. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. You know, um, if I ask you a favorite psalm, a favorite Old Testament verse that you have, one that you maybe could recite or get mostly correct by heart. Many of us here today would recite our psalm that we read. It would come to mind we find that verse on plaques, on t-shirts, on keychains, on mugs, on bookmarks. Most Sundays we find a version of that in our bulletins. You've heard me talk about it a great deal. Be still and know that I am God. It is a beautiful phrase as we see it, as an invitation to take just a moment with God, a beautiful invitation to his children. Be still, my child, is what we envision. Sometimes that verse goes right into another needlepoint plaque that we all have. God's in his heaven, and all's right with the world. Some of us may say these words to ourselves when we're struggling, when we're weary, when we're too overwhelmed, when we're busy. We say them sort of as a mantra, be still, and know that I am God. God does give rest to the weary. He comforts those who are struggling. And yes, we can take ourselves out of the fray if we choose to. We can grant to ourselves a time out to get off the merry-go-round. We can take ourselves into a time of rest with God. God has always invited his children into stillness. It's called the Sabbath. It's one of the top ten. We forget, I don't even know if some young people could even list for you the top ten commandments anymore. We've seemed to push them aside. Some of y'all know that I have been chasing this thing called a Sabbath. 
is sort of what drove this sermon today. I had a lovely conversation with Alta last Sunday evening after our admin meeting. And in her sweet way, she says, Beth, how can I hold you accountable? And I kept talking and talking and talking. And she said, uh, you haven't answered <laughs> my question. Which is so true of so many of us. So I started with my favorite song. <coughs> favorite song for many of us. A deep dive into this song. And what you are about to hear was so baffling to me that I walked away from this for a couple of days. It was unsettling to me. This is one of those beautiful turns of phrases, words put together that we hold so close but use so wrong. So inspiring that we need a point. Put it on a mug. But this is not an invitation to take a Sabbath, to be in his stillness. If you really went back and read up above this and did some research, you would see that in verse 5, God has just defeated the enemies of his city. Jerusalem. If you go back to 2 Kings 19, when God is speaking through Isaiah to King Hezekiah, he said, I will defend this city and save it for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. God is telling us in this one verse, I am the divine warrior. And I'm fighting for you. Truly, really a warning. It's a threat from God saying to all those who don't believe, all those who are the evildoers, the oppressors, the abusers, knock it off. Be still. I'm not playing here. I will destroy you. Stop this injustice. Stop this oppressing of the needy, abusing the innocents. You're battling me. Know that I am God. He's not even speaking those words to the believers. He's speaking those words to our enemy. And if you're God's enemy, those may be the last words you really want to hear. So, if I can't go to this, and some of y'all are saying it along with me, okay Beth, if that's not what I'm going to stand on for my Sabbath, where are we going to go with this? Because you've just taken away the verse that we all stand on, most of us. I have it on a t-shirt, I have it in my office. We're going to go to Proverbs 4.23. 4.23. There has been this slow crawl in our culture. I think maybe it's even a um, 
floodgate that diverts us from things that truly matter. <coughs> the godly things that matter. Are you guarding your heart from them? The language you use, how we just speak to one another. It's not the same as it used to be, is it? It's because we've just let it crawl in and be acceptable. There are tens of thousands of things that are fighting for our attention on any given moment. So whatever is occupying space before God in my heart, my mind, or my soul, It's robbing me of a Sabbath. If God is not my priority, then what is it? What has crept into our hearts, our minds, and our souls before God? What has crept in that we may not even recognize? What are the things that we now just say that are acceptable when we know full well they are not godly? What is it? Is it the acceptance that we just have homeless people on the streets? Oh, you know, they're just homeless. They, they're just here. So we accept it. We have needies. We have those people on drugs. We're just going to accept it. Because it's just so prevalent in our culture, in our world now. We just go along and accept it. Those are the headliners. But what are some of the things that you make allowances for? That you've let crept in. didn't even see it happening. What is it that you turn a deaf ear to, a blind eye to, when you know you shouldn't? You know, the Great Wall of China can be seen from outer space. And it was built, it's huge, it was built to insulate China, to keep it from being invaded. Since it was built, China has been invaded three times. Nobody came over the top. No enemy came into China over that great wall. They snuck in. They bribed the guard of the <coughs> gate. They came at night through the gate of the great wall. So what has crept in through this great wall that you have put around your heart, your life, that has gone unnoticed? Something that has come through the silent of the night. Can you even recognize it? Is it judgment? that you pass on others? Is it prejudice 
that resides in your heart? Is it your pride? Is it your ego? What is occupying your heart that you can't even identify? Who are you walking past on a daily basis in the grocery store, passing judgment, looking at them? And then looking in the mirror when you get home. That person that you have just passed judgment on, that person that you go, how can they be so homeless? Oh, they're on drugs, whatever. When you look in the mirror, you're looking at them. When you see yourself, you see everyone else because every one of us is the same. Every one of us is that beautiful creation that God created, his child. So be still. Those are words, the threat we need to be putting out there. Whenever we think we are being threatened by the evil forces, those things that want to invade our heart, our mind, and our soul, what is creeping in to steal our peace and create chaos? Be still. Do you know who my divine warrior is? So we can have that Sabbath. Alistair Begg wrote, The Sabbath is a gift from God to be experienced as a delight and a joy. It is a day that shapes and frames your life and creates purpose and structure. So I'm going about it a little bit different. My Sabbath is a gift. Now it does call me to do one of the things that I think all of us struggle with. Most of us. Maybe not all. But here's that word. Yielding. You have to yield to God that which has invaded your heart, your soul and your mind that you know is not correct. You must yield that to him so that you can truly be in his presence. Yielding, surrendering. He doesn't ask much of us, really for what all he does for us. And it may be that we can't give him a whole day. It may be that I can spend one hour on my lawnmower, not occupied with the things of this world, but occupied with him completely and totally. Yielding is giving up the control. And our culture tells us, oh, we have to be in control. 
we're not successful if we're not in control. So I say yield. I may have to change in our bulletin what is written because you know it's in there. And you know we skipped over it if you're familiar with our service. Be still in his presence. So I'm going to ask you to stand. Instead of being still in his presence, I'm going to ask you to yield. Yield to our God, our Creator. And have just 30 seconds of a Sabbath, and then we will go into our affirmation of faith. 